Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. We are already back for season five. Was season not five. a very long break. Not, not a half season, <laughs> not three quarters of a season. We've got a full 10 episodes slated from now until whenever those 10 episodes end. How October. are you doing, everybody? October. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah this I takes us so. all the way to October because it's 11 weeks, including our off week. Shoot. And this episode doesn't come out until August. Is it just me or has this year been flying by? Like, it feels like you were here last weekend still. <laughs> I know. Like, I looked up and I was like, when did it become August? Now, Literally. I will say... The first three months of the year, two and a half, three months, dragged. Absolutely dragged. Until it got warm enough to start doing stuff. And then it took off. I also hated my job those first... That first month and a half, Fair. so that was also playing into it, but... Yeah, yeah, I guess the first couple months of the year, too, everything was still super locked down, so, right. like, no one could do anything or go anywhere. Although, not to bring down the mood, but I think we're about to circle back around to masks again. Oh, I am. Yeah. Yeah, St. Louis City and County is back into a indoor mask mandate. Um, That's good. They just passed state laws, though, so it can only be in effect for 30 days, and then I'm not sure what happens after that. That's a but- for the last two days, I've, I actually, I was leaving work today and I got all the way to the elevator and I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. And I was like, freaking my mask. And for the record, <laughs> I don't, there's nobody on my floor, right? It's me and my boss. So like, it's easy to forget the mask. Uh huh. And I had about a five second internal dialogue where I was like, oh, well, there's nobody here right now. Like, can I just get away with it? I'm just going to my car and then I've got one in my car. And I went back and I went back. Back to my office and grabbed it <laughs> off of my shelf. <laughs> so I, I did the right thing and I got that mask right back into my hands. Good job. But yeah, we are we're back in it. But it's still warm out. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's too warm out. It's gonna be a hundred here on Thursday. Oh my god. You yeah, we're under a heat advisory. So how you been? It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Only a couple weeks though. I it's know. actually been a surprisingly quiet couple of weeks for us compared to how the rest of the summer has been so far. We had opposite ends of the spectrum then. (laughs) We had a weekend a few weeks ago where we had nothing scheduled. We just hung out. We went shopping like for clothes because we hadn't had time to do that. And we both needed clothes. And we went to the gym and just like took our time. Like it was great. It was amazing. I also took that Friday off because it was after um, working 10 days in a row for our 5K at work. So Which we will talk about. Will we? Briefly. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I took that Friday off and then we had nothing to do Saturday or Sunday. So that was amazing. And then we did something last weekend. Oh, my mom was here this past weekend. So she came and we did a bunch of wedding stuff, which was fun. And... I feel like I think it's only been those two weekends since now there was something before that before the oh my 5k that was what I had before that but we recorded that week our last episode we recorded that week right and so it's only been like three weekends (laughs) 
You just personified that John Mulaney sketch when he, when you're an adult and somebody's like, what did you do this weekend? You know, it gets so excited and you're like, I, uh, I, I did nothing. I did nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. We were really excited for that weekend. We're going camping this weekend and the next weekend we have another weekend where we're doing nothing. Although people keep trying to schedule stuff with us and I keep wanting to say no. Just tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Who is it? Is it somebody that you could tell that to without them being offended? E- Kind of. I mean, Sam's cousin wants us to meet their brand new baby. So like, I feel like I can't say fuck Mm. off. Like, I want to meet them. I want to meet her. But also not that weekend. Like, I wanted a a weekend without anything. Right. But whatever. Look, it's a baby, which means it's going to be around for years. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I've got time to meet her. (laughs) Yeah. Is the, is the baby going to be at the wedding? Probably. Is it a no kids wedding? Are there going to be kids no. at this wedding? There will be kids there. Okay. There are too many kids in our family for it to be a no kids wedding. Do you have a flower girl? I'm all over the map right now, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yes, Skylar. That's right. That slipped my mind. My apologies, Skylar and Charlie, because I'm sure I will get an <laughs> angry text now. So how'd the 5K go for you guys? It was good. We had in-person packet pickup at our office, which was nice because it was a chance for like people to come hang out. We had like lots of stuff and um, it, we made it into like more of an event than, you know, packet pickup typically is, but it's right. because it, we didn't have an in-person race this year. So it was everyone's chance to come and see us and like celebrate together. And for me, it was a chance for me to actually meet a bunch of the team captains and volunteers that I've been like emailing with for the last year and a half. But I never got to meet any of them because I worked there for two months and then everything shut down. Right. So I got to actually like talk to these people who I've been, you know, communicating with and like I've been hearing their stories and I've been hearing so much about them because everyone loves our volunteers because they're all incredible. But it was nice to finally really have conversations with them and they could put a face to me. I was like, hi, I'm the one who's been emailing you for the last year, like a million times about fundraising. And they're like, oh, you're a real person. (laughs) So that was really nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, who was in charge of ordering the shirts? Um, My boss. Can you tell her thank you? (laughs) Because... I haven't done a lot of 5Ks. I just got into it a couple years ago. Those shirts are such a high quality compared to some of the other shirts. Some of them are just downright uncomfortable. The shirts that you guys gave out, they were so soft. They look cool. Say, what was your opinion on the tie-dye? I liked it. It was different, but I liked it. Julie was, my boss Julie, was very excited about the tie-dye. This is like the thing she's wanted for like several years. And uh, everyone was like, like all of our team was like, yeah, I guess that would be pretty cool. It's yeah. Okay. Like, sure. We'll do it once. And like the feedback has been amazing. Like everyone loves the shirts. Oh yeah. Usually I get a 5k shirt and I'm like, this is nice. And then I kind of put it away for a while and I'm like, (laughs) I'm never going to wear this. And I donate it. I've worn that shirt like three times so far. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going out for a run or a walk, I'm like, gotta get the dash the dash shirt on. I ended up with four of them and I'm happy oh, about it. Well, there you go. <laughs> You'll never run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are so soft. Now, are you going to do tie dye next year? Because my recommendation is green tie dye. Because Well, so this know, year we did colors. green for our staff and volunteer shirts. Oh. So I have green ones. I have two blue ones and two green ones. Well, I vote you flip flop that next year <laughs> because I want the a green, green one now. <laughs> is very bright green. I know. Like, that's the green that's in the, the logo. Mm-hmm. It's such a good green 
green, though. It is. I mean, it's super fun. But uh, and actually, the shirts are even brighter green than the logo is. It's like I'll have to I'll grab one and I'll show it to you. It's like super bright. It's fun though. It's like a neon green. Okay, like a like a fresh. Fresh grass off of a storm. You got that good lightning and the grass is just vibrant. That kind of green. <laughs> kind of. Here, I'll send you a... Hi, Cider. What are you doing? You're, he's over here. He's been so noisy today. Oh, and then that was Pumpkin swatting at him. Go get her. Oh, he's going after her. Get her. <laughs> yeah, that's the green I'm looking for. That yeah, is it's sweet. fun. It's very bright. I can imagine, especially if we're back in person next year, which, you know, all fingers crossed, it should be back in person next year, but you never know. I have to just say if, because I can't say when. Right. Um, if we're back in person next year, like that green would be so bright with like, can you imagine 3,000 people wearing that of shirt? People, that would yeah. be sweet. Like just imagine, I guess the thing used to be for the dash long before I started um, it used to be like, they would call it the sea of green and the shirts were always green. So there's a, historically there's a bunch of green shirts and they're always like bright green like that, but never quite like that vibrant. And especially with the tie dye, I can imagine it would be, it would be, um, quite a sight. It would be great for promotional materials too. Let me tell you. It would. <laughs> now is next year going to be a, a hybrid? I think we'll always have a virtual aspect because- okay. People like it. I mean, some people prefer it, especially because like our organization has a really big service area. So like we're in mm. Columbus, but we serve like two thirds of Ohio. Like we serve 38 oh, wow. counties in Ohio. Dang. So there's a lot of people who are, it's not really convenient for them to come to Columbus for the race, especially because it starts at like 7 a.m. So like they have to stay the night or like drive super early. So a lot of people don't want to make the trip. But then again, some people do because it's an opportunity to get together. But Either way, I think some people did prefer like doing their own dash celebration in their own area, like doing it in their little town or with, you know, a group of people, right. or their family, or like we had people who aren't even in Ohio. Like last year, we had a team that was based in Atlanta. Um, oh, wow. And um, we also have a couple of people who like technically live in Ohio, but like they weren't around. Like the, a lot of people go on vacation this time of year. So people who historically have like not been able to participate in the dash because they were on vacation always um they like did their dash on vacation so i think having the virtual option is something we'll keep moving forward but we also really miss an in-person event right i will for people like me i would love a virtual option i would love right. to do it every year and hopefully get to columbus for one year but yeah i can i can i mean there's five k's here that are still virtual this year where it's like hmm. so mm -hmm. i i can understand and and very much I'm on your side of let's get the people back yeah do you run it right downtown in columbus like what's your guys as usual route yeah there's a um there's a big park in like downtown um do you remember when you were here we spent that time downtown there was that big bridge over the river yes and um there was like i pointed out like kosai and the veterans memorial which was that really cool building yeah it was like one of the last places we got b-roll from as far yeah. as like the city so there's a big city park right in that area and mm -hmm. that's where we typically do it okay oh that's awesome yeah i know right where you're talking about mm -hmm. oh cool where did you and sam 
run it? Um, well, I walked over a 5K every day of that week oh. for packet pickup. Well, there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> I bowed out. Um, but Sam took Nezzy on a um, a long walk on Saturday at a park, and that was his dash. I like that. <laughs> My dash was a Sunday morning. It was super humid, super hot. I started just running the streets, and I was like, I'll finish in the park because the park right across from us has like a whole about three kilometer course mm-hmm. and everything was going great i was listening to my risotto show i was wearing my fancy sneakers i had the dash shirt on and i was like yeah like I'm, i feel like i'm making good time which i did finish with a good time but about three-fourths of the way through the park was the first time i was like let me check and see where i am like distance wise thinking i was like kilometers, Uh 4.85. I thought I was like at the final stretch. I had just crossed four. (laughs) Oh no. Oh my gosh. And that last kilometer was the worst. But I finished. That's why I I always focus on the miles because there's less of them. See, but I like focusing on the kilometers because since they're shorter, your time (laughs) per kilometer makes you seem like you're running way faster. (laughs) I have no idea what my my mile time is, but my kilometer time's always in the five, like between five and six. And that I'm very happy about. I'm like, ooh, (laughs) look at me. I'm lightning fast, even though my mile's probably like eight, 8.30. So... My goal is to someday be able to run a 10-minute mile, so. (laughs) Well, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's different. That's a very respectable goal. (laughs) I don't even know if I, I don't, I don't know the conversion. I don't even know if I'm running a 10-minute mile. Well, what's your, what was your total time for the 5K? Oh, I have it in my phone. I think it was like 28-ish. Oh, well, you're fine. 27? A a 5K is 3.1 miles. So divide that by three, and that's roughly your mile. That's, we both know I'm terrible at math, so I'm not going to do that. I am, however, going to, let's see, I've got it, my running app. I'm not running nearly as much as I would like to. That's 5K cooldown. Let's see. I did a 27.22 for a 5.28 kilometer per minute average. Okay, so... 27 divided by three. My route looks pretty weird. It's a pretty (laughs) pretty weird weird. looking route. (laughs) So about nine minutes a mile. Okay, I can do that. For running for a multiple long distance miles. Run. Yeah, for a long distance run, that's pretty decent, I think. Yeah, so I've been trying to get back into running. And this week I was like, yeah, I'll probably go on some runs. And then um, I haven't even told you this. So within the last week, I've developed terrible poison ivy. Oh, no. Terrible poison ivy on my calves. Um, From I've your never, yard? Or? So it could be one of two places. Uh, two weeks ago... I went out to a farm about an hour outside the city to film for one of our clients out in the woods. And it could have been that, right? Because Mm -hmm. poison ivy can take over a week to start showing up. The other possibility is uh, just a little over a week ago, not this past Saturday, but two Saturdays ago, we went to Hillary's uncle's farm. And he's Mm -hmm. also, he's like 40 minutes outside the city, but like he's west of the city where the other one was not east, south of the city. There's my directions. And we went um, ATVing. He's got like over a thousand acres split between him and his family. Great afternoon. I wore shorts because I wasn't really thinking, number one. And number two, like I said, I've never reacted negatively to poison ivy. In eighth grade, I reacted very negatively to poison oak. And I'll do a quick side story with that. 
I was fishing right before eighth grade year. It was me, uh, Cody, and then my grandpa. We always would go fishing. We had access to our, like, not didn't live on the lake, but we had access to it and we'd go fishing. Mm-hmm. And I most likely have ADD. So I got very bored very quickly because fishing either gets my attention 100% or it doesn't. And so I started just messing around. There was like this tree that was like overgrown hanging over the boat. And I just start like pulling them out. I'm like, this is, this is, I got to start clearing this out. So I'm like, just (laughs) face first in this tree, like all in this tree. Well, about two days later, I have a rash all over my arms and hands, all over my legs, like all over my shoulders, on my face. And we weren't sure what it is. So I went to the dermatologist and they're like, this looks like a poison oak rash. And they're like, or poison ivy, but most Mm -hmm. likely poison oak. Hmm. So I was like, well, that's weird. I was like, well, I was back in Joe's woods and I was also at my uncle's farm. So maybe it was one of those two places. I was was honestly about to go and blame Joe be like why'd you take me through the poison oak well about two weeks after that when i'm on the mend my grandpa comes back and we go fishing again and he just casually like in the middle of it he just casually drops and he's like you should really have your dad trim that that poison oak tree back i was like excuse me that what he's like yeah that's poison oak right there and it's like grandpa Two weeks ago, you watched me just feeling up that poison oak, and you're just now saying something about it. So that was that was the first time I reacted to something like that. Now, if you recall, a couple episodes ago, we learned that cashews have the same oily properties, and uh, a lot of people get itchy anus syndrome because of that. So that's two times I've reacted. But I've never reacted to poison ivy. My mom, almost every year, gets poison ivy. And I'm like, oh, I must not have it. Well, last last Tuesday-ish, I start getting these, these spots on my leg. And at first, I'm like, mosquito bites. Because mm-hmm. Hillary had mosquito bites from the trail and the day after that we went to her mom's house and there were mosquitoes in her yard and I was like okay mosquito bites well then they kind of start and this is gonna get kind of gross so we're just gonna let it go there so then it kind of starts for anybody who's ever had poison ivy you know poison ivy leaks it weeps as you say this like yellowy clear liquid so kind of it started doing that Which mosquito bites don't do. No, but spider bites do. Spider really? bites tend to have kind of the same weeping properties. I've never had a spider bite like that. Oh, I have. So that's why I was like, okay, spider bite. Well, then they start getting really bad. And then it starts to develop on my other leg. And I'm still like, holy crap, like a spider went to town on me. And now <laughs> like I'm going to have to amputate. Like, is this what it looks like when a black widow bites? So I, I text my mom on Friday morning and I'm like, mom, like, I think I got to go to the doctor. Something is seriously wrong. Like, I think I have infected spider bites. Like they won't stop weeping. They're not getting better. They're super itchy. Like, I don't I don't know what to do. And my mom is the best lady ever. And she's very calm. She thinks through what I just, her panicked boy has described to her. And she's like, are you sure it's not poison ivy? <laughs> And being the 25-year-old I am, I was like, well, can you, can I send you a picture and can you confirm for me? She's like, yeah. So I sent her a pretty gross looking picture. She's like, yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's poison ivy. So I went, I had a half a day on Friday because we did a staycation with Hillary's family. So on my way home before we went to her mom's, I got calamine lotion and was applying that all weekend. And I got to say, it's been a rough, it's been a rough go. It's gotten worse. Today's the first day where I'm like, I think it's starting to get a little better, Mm -hmm. but I won't show you. 
So the the left calf isn't too bad. Like you can definitely tell it's poison ivy, but none of the none of the bliss poison ivy blisters have popped. They've stayed relatively small. Mm-hmm. My right leg, on like my right shin, is where I first discovered it. And because I thought they were mosquito bites and spider bites, I was kind of careless. And I was like, well, like, I'm going to scratch because it itches. I know Mm -hmm. I shouldn't. Have you ever had poison ivy? No, I don't think so. So don't do that. (laughs) Because when the blisters open, it gets bad really quickly. And I just have these two big old sores on my leg now. Like, Mm. really, it's not pleasant. They weep all day. Like I said, this is going to get gross. I mean, they weep all day, and I'm, it's just been extremely uncomfortable. Like I said, sucks. I think today's the first day where I was like, I think it's starting to get a little better, but I just, like, I have to wash my legs a couple times a day because they just get so gross and, like, put calamine lotion on them and then not mm-hmm. touch them. And, like, at night, I have to, like, put a towel under my legs because I don't want them to, like, weep all over the sheets. And then the cat's, like, laying on that towel. So then I have zero leg space during the night because the cats <laughs> are too cute to move at the end of the bed. And today when I got out of work, because like I said, my, my right leg is looking pretty gnarly. And as we speak, so before this, I washed my legs, put the calamine lotion on. I did something new, too, because I was like, it's looking gnarly. Like, these sores, calamine lotion, it helps the itch. It helps dry it out. <laughs> this is a... Uh... Interesting topic for a, a usually comedic podcast. We're, we're all kinds of genres. I don't know where I was going with this. My right leg's looking gnarly. That's where I'm going with this. And I was like, oh, calamine lotion. Sorry. Hello. Bringing it all back. Calamine lotion's good to help dry it out. It's good to help the itch. It's not an antibiotic, though. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't clean it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't actually help the wound. And what I have on my right leg now, at least, is a wound. Mm-hmm. So. So on my way back from work today, I quickly stopped at the store and got some rubbing alcohol, washed my legs off, put some rubbing alcohol, started on my left leg because I was like, it's it's good to just clean this stuff out because rubbing alcohol also helps dry things. So I'm like, might as well put it on the second leg. If there's any residual oil, which at this point there shouldn't be, but like it will, it gets that oil off too. Mm-hmm. Well, it stung like a bitch mm-hmm. on my left leg. And these are the ones that aren't open and mm-hmm. are, it's pretty pretty honestly not tear like when it comes to poison ivy not the worst but stung and i'm like oh boy this is gonna be a ride so then i put it on my right leg Ooh, i haven't screamed like that in a while (laughs) (laughs) but that was about an hour ago and i put some calamine lotion over my left leg but on my right leg i was like well this isn't really poison ivy at this point this is a wound mm-hmm. so i didn't put calamine lotion on that honestly my legs don't feel too bad right now That's like good. my there's no itching and i was i was curious how the right leg would be because there's still parts there's still parts of my right leg that itch but i was like let's just let's just see what the rubbing alcohol does fingers crossed we've we've had a breakthrough <laughs> So, but anybody who's had poison ivy that's listening, I am now in the poison ivy club. And the thing that sucks, I was talking to my dad earlier, I was texting him because I was like, yeah, I was like, the annoying thing is like, I've never reacted to it before. And he's like, well, you know, and this is true is once like you actually react to poison ivy, you, I mean, you, it, it, you have it. 
you don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's now if I come in contact with poison ivy in the future, I'm going to react mm -hmm. viciously like my mother. So that sucks. So anybody that's listening that has poison ivy, I've always sympathized with you. I freaking feel for you now. It will be <laughs> pants for me anytime I venture into the woods. Anybody that's never had poison ivy, still be freaking careful because once, once you start reacting to it, there's no turning back. And the more you come in contact with poison ivy, the more likely you are to start reacting to it. And this, this, it's what I'm about to say isn't scientific at all, but the way I process it is like you've got a punch card, right? You can, you can, every time you come in contact with poison ivy, you, you punch card, you, you punch one out. And that's a, that's a free one. Like, hope oh, you're not going to react to this, you lucky, you lucky asshole. Be careful because you've only got one punch card. And we, nobody knows how many punches they've got on that lucky card. I, uh, I have no more punches on that lucky card. So that's been my last week. Funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I threw my back out. It was like a double whammy. I tweaked my back on Friday. Yesterday was miserable. My legs were gross. Long day at work. I get home. As I'm getting out of my car, I throw my back out. Yikes. It was a horrific night. Hillary <laughs> nursed me back. She bought me dinner because she's a saint. And I had a heating pad on it all night. We watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I had a moment, 20-minute period, where I thought I was like just going to fall apart and die. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is where it ends. That <laughs> other sucks. Than that, other than that, great couple of weeks <laughs> off. Like I said, great time at the two farms. We had the staycation with Hillary's family, helped a friend move into a new apartment. Work's been going good. But now we're back on track for Hit and Run Season 5. Mm -hmm. Feisty. I have a uh, slightly related story from the last couple of weeks. Please do. Um, it's not quite as gross, just a little weird. So I had to, for the first time, have my ear irrigated last week. Ooh, Have you ever I've, had that done? I've always wanted to. So now I'm very intrigued. So I woke up Saturday morning and I couldn't hear out of my left ear. That's like never it, a good thing. It was just very like muffled. Like it felt, but I have really bad allergies and they're, they're especially bad this time of year. So really? that's never happened to me before. But when I woke up, I was like, oh man, this is a new level of allergies. Cause it felt like just this whole half of my head was stuffy. What like that's is... how I felt. What's in the air this time of year that gets to you? Because my allergies are worse like end of May, early June, and then kind of in the fall. But I, I don't know a lot of people that's allergies are bad like middle of summer. Oh, mine are just kind of bad all year round, but um, mostly like midsummer. I guess it's pollen, cotton, like cotton is really bad, but also like I know my mom is super allergic to like goldenrod specifically which is something that blooms throughout the summer. It's a weed or a wildflower or whatever you want to call it. But goldenrod? Yeah, it's like when you drive past the fields of like weeds and wildflowers where it's just like it kind of looks like a a um a cattail but it's like little yellow fuzz. You're going to have to send me a picture after the show. Okay. You don't, I don't I don't <laughs> have to know what it looks like right now to know the story. Anyway, so my allergies are really bad right now. And so I wasn't shocked. Like it was like, oh, this is new, but I know what this is. Like my, it's my allergies. Cause like I said, like this entire half of my head just felt stuffy. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like I'd slept on this side of my head all night and like all the mucus and whatever was just on this side and I couldn't hear. So I was like, well, that's new, but cool. So um, I got up, took my allergy medicine, started doing stuff and it kind of went away. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it was like, okay, yeah, it's cleared up. That always happens to me. My allergies are really bad when I wake up. 
up and then throughout the day they get better and then they get bad at night again. So that was exactly what I expected to happen. But as the day kept going, it started to come back and I like still couldn't hear out of my ear very well. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't really know what's what's going on here. So I had Sam clean out my ear with peroxide, which when I was a kid, I had um, ear problems. Like I had ear infections really frequently. Um, so I'm not, I'm familiar with like what an ear infection feels like and how to clean out your ears when you have like super bad wax buildup because apparently I have a wax problem as my doctor told me. Um, what an odd but, thing to say. I know. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. So, <laughs> Oh, we're going to re-examine that part. <laughs> yes. That's what my doctor told me last week is that I have a wax problem. Excuse me, sir. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? (laughs) (laughs) So I had Sam like clean out my ear with peroxide, which, by the way, is a great way to clean out your ear at home if you like feel like it's just really dirty. There we go. I just bought some. (laughs) Supposed to use Q-tips in your ears, like inside your ears. I know that. Um, I still do. Right. Everyone does. So feels so good. (laughs) But peroxide is really good because it like gets in there and it finds the wax and it like bubbles it out. So gross. It's a very weird feeling. It's a very weird feeling, but it's also like really nice because your ear feels really clean. Doesn't it get stuck in your ear like water? No, it just bubbles itself right back out. Because of the fizz, it like doesn't get, there's no like bubbles or anything. Can I just pour like some Dr. Pep in there? (laughs) I I wouldn't (laughs) recommend that. A little Sprite, just... Um, but he did that and like a little bit of wax came out, but not enough that like, it seemed like my, like I wouldn't have been able to hear, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I was like wiping my ear out after that. And like, I felt like a bubble pop and like I could hear again and I was like, okay, cool. Fixed it. So it was fine. Cleaned it out. Like went back to, went to bed. It was fine. I woke up the next morning, couldn't hear again. And then that was Sunday. Sam, grab the peroxide. (laughs) (laughs) So Sunday, it did not go away throughout the day. It was just like that all day long. That sounds so awful and annoying. Cleaned my ear out in the morning and then cleaned my ear out again in the evening, twice each time. With peroxide? With peroxide. And nothing was coming out. Like there was no wax in there. So I was like, all right, great. Um, If I wake up tomorrow morning and I still can't hear, then I'm going to call the doctor because it was, first of all, not being able to hear out of one ear is the most disorienting thing. Oh, I bet. Like it was so, it was so uncomfortable. Um, So I woke up Monday morning and I still couldn't hear and I was like, okay, I'm going to call the doctor. But I didn't know if it was like something I needed to call the doctor for, you know, when you're like not sure if they're just going to be like, this is dumb. You don't need to come in for this or like if I should call, you know? Well, I feel... I feel like if you can't hear out of your ear, right. then that's something you should talk to a physician about. But I just assumed I was going to go in and they were going to be like, oh yeah, it's allergies, like get over it. And you're like, well, thanks for that doctor. <laughs> right, exactly. Here's my money. Um, <laughs> just fucking take it. <laughs> So I, I called and they were like, yeah, well, we have an appointment. Actually, they were like, we have an appointment in 20 minutes. Can you be here? And oh, I was dang. like, sure. I haven't showered yet, but okay. So I like jumped through the shower and our doctor appointment or our doctor's office is still um, like they're making you wait in your car and they call you to like come in. Right. And so they called me and they were like, are you here in the parking lot? As I'm like getting out of the shower. And I was like, luckily, I live really close mm. to my doctor, like literally less than 10 minutes oh, because perfect. she called and I was like oh i'm not quite there yet and she was like okay how long and i was like less than 10 minutes as i'm like standing there like just having gotten out of the shower 
And so I did make it though. I made it by nine. So I went and the doctor was like, oh, yep, looks like you've got some wax in here. I'm like, how is there wax in there? Like we cleaned it out so many times Mm -hmm. and nothing was coming out, but it was just like really deep in there. Yeah. I feel like home remedies can only get so far. Right. So she was like, all right, well, we're going to, I'm going to have the nurse come in and irrigate your ear. And I was like, I do not know what that means. (laughs) What? Please explain that to me because it sounds terrifying. Like I'm picturing like a big fucking like needle going in my ear, like to suck it out or I don't know what this means. But yeah, I don't know. You're growing some taters in there. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently having your ear irrigated, it means it's like a spray bottle that has this weird attachment on it. That's like a little hose with a teeny tiny little nozzle that goes into your ear. And then I had to hold like a cup under my ear that was like shaped to like fit under my ear for all of the liquid to like run back out. So basically it's like the peroxide, but with more force because Mm. I think it did have peroxide or something in it because I could feel it fizzing. Um, So I sat there and held it while she just kept like spraying water and peroxide into my ear like really forcefully. And she was like, let me know if it starts to hurt. And um, she did like probably half of the bottle. And this is like a normal size spray bottle, like large spray bottle. She did like half of the bottle. And then she was like, like she did it a couple more times and I felt something like pop. Like I felt mm. like a like a bubble pop in my ear. And she was like, ooh, there it is. And it was this piece of wax, like this chunk of wax, probably like the size, size of like a pea, like Jeez. huge in terms of like coming out of my ear. Um, So and then it was like I had like supersonic hearing the rest of the day. Like it was so weird. I was going to say, did my you hear better now? My hearing was so clear in my left ear. It felt like my right ear. I couldn't hear because my hearing was so good in my left ear. I'm surprised she just didn't go ahead and do the, the other ear she while had. she was at it. Why didn't I you ask? I kind of wish she had. I didn't think about it it until after i was like man i wish i wish you'd just done both ears i'd have like crazy hearing but apparently you can buy this and like do it at home and do with just water i don't know if i trust myself enough to do that i guess i trust hillary though (laughs) right so what the doctor told me moving forward is I'm not allowed to use Q-tips anymore because I have a wax problem. She's like, so, you know, Q-tips, um, outside only for people with wax problems, they can just kind of, <laughs> you know, create more of an issue. And I was like, so oh, so casual. I have a wax problem? And she was like, yes. Is that going on my chart? <laughs> So um, she told me to buy a, uh, well, actually what she told me is that apparently you're not even supposed to clean out your ears. The movement of your jaw and like the flow of water when you shower is supposed to be enough to keep your ears clean naturally. Who's putting water in their ear during a shower? Well, just like water flowing like around your ear. Because like, you know, your ears, the way they're built, like they keep water from going into your ear. Right. So that, like just the way your ear is built and like if water gets in it while you're showering that and like the movement of your jaw is supposed to break all the wax loose and oh, like it, naturally clean itself out it could it which might, clearly yeah. doesn't happen because i don't even clean my ears that often with q-tips right and it, i haven't and, done it recently so it's not like i did it the night before and then i couldn't hear the next day you know and that just gets like, so uncomfortable too like there's times i get out of the shower and i'm like i gotta stick something in here because i'm gonna lose my mind it's just like mm-hmm. i don't want to say it itches but it itches <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) 
Apparently there is, there are things you can buy at the store, like over the counter, that's like a home ear cleaning kit. And it comes with like drops you put in your ear Mm -hmm. that like softens the wax. And then you can like, I think it comes with like a little tool you can pull the wax out with. Isn't there like a candle method too? I have heard of that and it's, that's terrifying to me. Well, here's something I see on YouTube, not all the time, because I would be weird if I watched these all the time, but I know the Try Guys did it once is these and i'm guessing it's a specialist where they actually go in with it looks like like a little hook almost and they like go fishing for the wax it looks like small little it looks like dental tools Uh but for your ear yeah i think that's what you're supposed to use like at with this thing she's talking about i think it comes with like a little hook thing that you like scrape the wax out with because well they get all the way in there drops they like chopstick it but it's oh wow if you it it'll show up on youtube recommended sometimes and it's like all the like people that do youtube for a living and it's like watch me get my ear cleaned out and it's always that but everybody I've heard that actually needs to go get their ears cleaned out, like you, Cody had to do it senior year of college because he was somebody that used Q-tips too forcefully and shoved the wax back in there. Everybody I've heard that actually needs it done mm-hmm. is it's that water method. So I want to know who's actually chopsticking for the taters. <laughs> It's weird. I've never heard of that. I'd never heard of ear irrigation either, though. So I didn't know that's what it was called, because usually irrigation is like, I guess you are watering the crops down there. <laughs> hmm. Things are starting to connect. Wow, this was a gross episode. A little bit, yeah. This is a really gross episode. Well, it probably won't be that gross moving forward, but uh, who are we to say? We usually don't know what's going to unfold. That's why uh, that's why it's called the Hit and Run Podcast. <laughs> Stuff just collides. But we've got an exciting season coming up. We've got a couple special guests that are on the schedule. We're going to do a couple old segments. I won't tease them all, but... We will do another conspiracy theory. I will present it to Natalie this time. I'm, I'm down to a couple. I found a new one today, and I think I might do that one. It's like in the top two of what I want to do. We're also going to wrap up 30 Day Song Challenge in a way that we feel is best. Because some of them, I'm not going to lie, they're just flat out stupid. So we're going to do it the best we can. And uh, we'll, we're going to do a live episode at some point. We'll figure that out. Of course, we've got to have Cody on for a Would You Rather, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season. It's gonna be a good end of end of summer, early fall season, and then you're not gonna get as much afterwards. But we'll have a couple <laughs> specials. We'll have a couple specials. They're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. Yeah, that was gross. I didn't intend for this episode to be so gross. <laughs> My apologies. That's okay. We but never also, know what's coming. If, if you've heard enough episodes, you shouldn't be that surprised. We love you. If you liked what you heard, make sure you listen to us on any platform that you like to listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean. And we post it on Facebook. Keep checking the Facebook at the very least for new episodes. Once in a while, we'll post something fun. Once in a while. But mainly for episodes. Because that's what we are. We're a podcast. Okay? <laughs> okay. That's so, just so good. Welcome back, everybody, to season five. But before we go, Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned 
learned that blue tie-dye is popular for a 5k shirt. We also learned that poison ivy can strike at any time, whether you have previously been affected by it or not. We also learned that if you're not careful, your doctor will tell you that you have a wax problem. What else did we learn? We learned that Natalie is the one with the wax problem. We relearned that poison ivy is a bitch. And we learned that we're back, baby, for season five. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.